Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt podcast presented by Onyx. The Onyx Hunt app is the premium GPS hunting app that which turns your phone from just a regular old smartphone into a mobile GPS unit, which you can use online or offline. And that's one of the features I want to talk about uh, today in this intro. So currently, as you're listening to this, if you listen to it live, I am in Alaska hunting caribou, and there is absolutely zero cell service there. So I have to pre-download the map areas ahead of time, and you can do that in three different areas. So you're able to download different qualities, which also correlates into essentially different size areas. So a lower quality, you can get up to a hundred square miles and you can get all the way down to a five square mile area that's really detailed and be able to keep that right on your phone, use it with or without cell service. So it's a really incredible feature and you know, I'll be north of the arctic circle way up there out of any sort of cell phone signal and still be able to use my phone as a gps so pretty cool if you want to check out the onyx hunt app you can head over to onyxmaps.com and use the coupon code emw that'll save yourself 20 percent off of the app the university of elk hunting so Corey jacobson and elk 101 have put together the most fully comprehensive elk hunting learning course available So 17 different modules from the very beginning planning stages to, you know, getting in shape for your hunt, your gear, and what's probably most pertinent to to this time of year is the elk hunting knowledge, you know, common mistakes elk hunters make, scouting elk, how to actually find elk when you're in these areas. All this stuff is extremely important to lead up towards the end modules, but teach you how to basically cut up the animal and you know it's not your typical gut method like you do with whitetails or like some people do with whitetails you have to use the you know or you should use the gutless method if you're on a backpack hunt things like that you're able to see step by step in video and in diagrams how to do this and you could take that into the field with you on the university of elk hunting app so you can do that on or offline with or without cell signals, just like Onyx. Pretty cool. You can uh, take that. So if you want to head over to elk101.com, check out the online course. Use the coupon code East Meets West. That'll save yourself 20%. And last but not least, Tethered. So Tethered has come out with the highest quality, lightweight, innovative saddle hunting gear available on the market right now and one of the newest things that they just came out with that you can actually pre-order and it'll ship no later than september 1st is the new predator xl platform so this platform is just a little bit bigger than the regular predator and allows you to shoot 360 degrees around the tree with maximum comfort and ease. And if you're not, it's it's about 40% larger than the Predator platform with some improved side and top traction and an upgraded leveling bolt. So right now you can you can save $10 on it 
without any code, just heading over to the website. They have it there for the pre-order. Um, check that out. And also, if you just want to learn about saddle hunting and everything you know behind it and try to see if it is something that interests you, tetherednation.com really has a ton of information there as well as their lightweight products that are available. So go check that out. All right. So as I kind of mentioned here at the beginning, I am currently in Alaska. If you're listening to this live at the end of August, I am dropped off in the, the middle of the tundra. Hopefully have a caribou down by now. Yeah, I said that last year on the elk hunting podcast and it uh, it worked out. So I'm just going to act like it's uh, going to do the same this time. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just uh, pumped to be up here. So I'm recording this, you know, ahead of time, obviously. And I got a pretty cool episode coming up here. But first, I did want to say I forgot to mention last week on the podcast that I came out with a new YouTube video, um, starting to do some more YouTube stuff. So definitely head over and subscribe there. Um, it's just the page, is just my name, Bo Martonic. Tried changing it to East Meets West, but apparently when you already have something started, it goes under your Google name, and I couldn't get that changed. Nonetheless, I have that, everything over there, as well as the new video, which is a how to make mox grapes during the summertime and kind of showing why I do it. And then also I climb into the tree in my saddle, show the setup, explain it via how I scouted it on Onyx, whole bunch of stuff there just a short six minute video but got a whole bunch more stuff to come out for mountain bucks gonna have some stuff coming out on the caribou hunt you know after this is done a ton of a ton more youtube content being added some video stuff so i i really can't wait to see you know how this turns out so yeah that's uh that's what's going on there otherwise um orders are not shipping while i'm gone Except if you look at the product description on most of the shirts, and uh, yeah, I think it's only the shirts right now. You in the phone cases, I have them directly shipped from the supplier, so those will ship even now that I'm gone hunting. But otherwise, just please be patient, and I will get your orders out as soon as I get back. So thank you, and I really hope you enjoy this episode with Josh Kirchner. And man, we him and I really got into talking about you know, becoming outdoor writers and, you know, and then his journey with getting into backpack hunting and a little bit about my own. Um, it's just, it's a really cool, um, podcast. And, you know, I get a lot of questions about people wanting to know how I got into writing and how they can do so. Well, this is the podcast for that. So definitely get some feedback and I hope that everyone enjoys this and has a good week. All right, we're live, and tonight I have on the line a buddy of mine from all the way on the other side of the country, Josh Kirchner. How's it going, man? What's going on, man? I'm, I'm doing good. Just uh, sitting here. It's a balmy 114 degrees out right now uh, <laughs> in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I am not jealous of that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Uh, so I... I I guess if I want to tell the truth, I'm cowering in the air conditioning right now in my house. That's not cowering. That's surviving. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. I want, Hey, I'm, I'm glad to have you on the podcast here. You and I have chatted back and forth through the old IG platform for, you know, quite a while now. And, uh, 
been wanting to, to get to talk to you a little bit. And we had a, a good, you know, 30 minute conversation before we started recording here that we probably should have just recorded, but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it happens. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm stoked to chat, man. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. So besides staying out of the heat, I want to hear uh, a little bit, you know, about yourself, Josh, to kind of get it going here. So people that haven't uh, heard of you before or anything can get kind of a background on you, you know, where you come from and how you got into hunting and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, sure. So, uh, my name is Josh Kirchner. I live, uh, down here in Arizona and, um, for the first eight years of my life, I lived in New York, um, completely different world from out West. Um, the whole time I lived over there though, my dad, um, you know, he, ha- he always had these hunting magazines and stuff, you know, Western hunting magazines. And I would just get lost in those things when I was a kid, just this com- stuff that I'd never seen before, big mule deer and, and black bears and everything. Um, and, uh, he introduced me to fishing at a really young age. So I was already kind of like into like that type of stuff. And then when I was eight or nine, we, we moved to Arizona and just put us right out here in the West, you know, like, so now all of a sudden, like my dad was telling me, yeah, we're going to, we're going to deer hunt. We're going to put in for mule deer and go bass fishing and stuff, which you could like do this stuff in New York, but we just didn't. It's just it, because it's different. Like there's just so it's just it's I feel like it's a lot easier for somebody to get into that stuff in the West than it is in the East Coast. There's just so much public land uh, and and a ton of opportunities. So um, I went on my first deer hunt when I was uh, the first year we were here, eight or nine years old. I remember being scared. First time I ever slept out uh, outside. Um, herd of elk came through the camp, you know, that was crazy when we were sleeping. And then, um, every year after that, uh, it was annual deer camp, you know, like I looked forward to that every single year. Um, but for me, that's kind of as far as hunting ever went. Like it was never, I never really thought too much past that. Like once, you know, our October deer hunt was over, um, hunting was done, you know, and then I got older and, uh, mid twenties or so. And I was like, man, I just like really want to learn how to do this stuff, like, like, and do it more, you know? And the more that I looked into opportunities that my state had, the more I saw, wow, I can do this way more than just October. You know, I can hunt black bears. I can hunt, uh, turkeys, you know, then obviously you have elk and coos deer and mule deer. I can do all these different things. And then, um, so I, I really dove into that stuff and, uh, no sooner than later, I, I was, you know, just hunting black bears and becoming obsessed with that. And, uh, um, now I'm kind of, now I'm sitting here talking to you. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was just like, I feel like there's always a lot more opportunity out there than people think in to, to hunt. It's just really, you know, diving into the regs and seeing what's available. There's a lot of hunts that fly under the radar, and, and Arizona's no exception to that. You just, I just had to look. So, um, yeah, and then after that, um, I realized that, wow, this is hard. Hunting is hard. Uh, there's no getting around that. And I decided that I kind of wanted to document that. Um 
to possibly, you know, sh- like maybe inspire some other people that were also really just getting into it um, to let them know that, hey, if you went out, you know, you went out for five days, you didn't see a deer. Um, welcome to the club. You know, it's it's completely normal. And, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about yourself. And I and I think what that really stemmed from, man, was uh, outdoor media. I love outdoor media. But as a kid, you know, I grew up watching Primo's videos and stuff. I loved those things. But. They can only show so much in 24 minutes or 25 minutes, whatever it is, you know? So you see like five bucks hit the ground in 25 minutes and then you're like, you go out there for five days and you don't even get a shot. You want to talk about feeling less than zero. Okay. Like, like, so, um, you know, it, it just kind of instilled like this false sense of sense of hope within me, you know, and it kind of made me feel like I didn't know what I was doing. But the more that I did it, I was like, well, this is just kind of how this is, you know. And then uh, that's how I started my blog, Dialed in Hunter, which is how I started writing. Okay, so you just started uh, a blog and you hadn't written or anything before? Nope. Yeah, I just, I was um, just bored one summer. And I'm like, you know what? I, I've been thinking about doing this for a bit. And I had a buddy that had a, a blog of his own. And it, it was it kind of inspired me to, to do the same thing. And I'm like, I just want to write all this down. Um, and I, goodness gracious, I mean, I probably was writing to nobody for, for, for years. Uh, but for me, it was a way for me to kind of like work out. It was kind of like an online journal for me, you know, like a diary for me to like work out my own stuff in my head, you know, and kind of express how I was feeling about certain things. So, yeah, that's, that's really cool. What year did you start the the blog? Oh man, the exact year, I think it was like 2015, maybe might've been 14. Okay. Yeah, like that. So, yeah, so it's been a good, you know, what five six years now that you've been been do, writing writing for that, and, and so to kind of step back a little bit. So are you are you doing writing full time, or what? What does your kind of what does that kind of look like for you? So like right now, I'm like, se- I would say I'm semi full time. Like I, I take time off during certain portions of the year to write. Um, but then uh, aside from that, I was also, I was born, like born into a roofing business. So my dad owns a roofing company. That's what I've done, you know, for 15 years, uh, is, is sweated my butt off and roofed in the, the cactus country down here. (laughs) Um, uh, but yeah, but there's certain times a year where like, I, like right now I'm not going to work for months I'm just going to be riding and hunting and stuff. So yeah, that, which is crazy to me. Cause when you, when we talked like briefly about this before we started recording you're like oh yeah like i you know i i roof but then you said you're writing right now i was like for us roofing season is spring into the fall but it's uh-huh. too hot out there for you so is that is that kind of, <laughs> so you're doing it more like in the fall through the winter months in the spring is that how that works yeah that's when i usually roof the most is right around then um and yeah dude i mean honestly if i'm being honest you know, here in the summer, like during monsoon season, um, if we rip a roof off, the unpredictability of a storm brewing is very high. Like it, like they pop up out of nowhere because of all the heat and stuff. So because of that, 
we have we'll I'll have to stay out there till three four o'clock in the evening making sure all the felt is down and so the house is waterproofed. Um, and I I got heat stroke real bad a couple years back, like so bad that I was like losing my motor skills and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was I mean it, it was pretty scary, you know. And I and I really questioned like why I don't think this is worth it, you know, like, so, um, it really made me start like reevaluating, um, what I was doing with, with my life. Yeah, no, that I can, I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're doing, so the blog, did that like turn into other writing opportunities or how did that kind of come about? Cause so to give you to give everyone kind of a background, how I found Josh is through Go Hunt's website. You write a ton of articles for them, and then then I came to your Instagram and everything else. But like, h- how did you kind of get to that point? Yeah. So like I said, like when I first started the blog, I, I mean, it's like I was writing to nobody pretty much. I mean, I didn't know anybody was reading it. Um, but apparent, apparently people were reading it and, and, uh, the first article I ever got, uh, like published was I, I shot a black bear, uh, here in Arizona. It's my first black bear. And, um, the editor of bear hunting magazine, uh, Clay Newcomb yeah. sent me a message. He sent me a message on Facebook or something like that. And he was like, Hey man, dude, congrats on the bear. Would you be interested in writing a, uh, an article on it. And I was like, heck yeah, dude. You know, so I wrote the article, uh, he ended it, he ended up putting me on the cover of the magazine, which was kind of cool. And then, um, that was the first article I ever had published ever. And then from there, uh, the, uh, the digital content manager, uh, Brady Miller from go hunt. Uh, he had a, he had apparently been reading my blog for a while. I just didn't know it. Um, and he ended up sending me a message and asking if I was interested in doing some freelance work for go hunt. And I, and I was like, yeah, well, absolutely. You know, I, I would love to. So, uh, right in the beginning, you know, I wasn't writing that much. I'd write a couple articles a year. Um, but now, man, I, 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 I probably over 50 articles a year I'll do for, for go hunt. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy, man. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't plan it, you know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just kind of happened. So, you know, and, and that's like, uh, so that's, I'd say I get that question a, a ton from people is like, how did I get into writing and you know, how do you do that? And you know, my similar, my story wasn't exactly similar to yours, but like the, I didn't start a blog first, but my first article. So I, I would read uh, this, this online, the journal of mountain hunting, they're out of Canada. Adam Yonke's the editor of it. And he has a podcast beyond the kill. And that was back in 2015. I started listening to it and it was like the first podcast I was listening to. And, and then he talked about his, you know, his online magazine, the journal. So I started reading that all the time. I wanted to get into mountain hunting and I was playing my first elk hunt in 2016. And, I was just reading all about it, getting in shape and doing those things. And I went on that elk hunt and, and I had never written before other than like in in high school and college. And, and I just wrote while I was in the field, I wrote notes in my phone of things I saw and things that happened the way I felt and experiences. And 
I wrote a story on it and I titled it East Meets West and and just talked about that whole seven day hunt where I was not successful, where I kind of learned that I was not nearly as tough as I thought I was and, you know, <laughs> you know, all those things. And then Adam or Adam had this thing called subscriber stories. One article a month, he would run on the website from subscribers. And so I just entered that story and within, I don't know, two months or so of sending that in, he just reached out to me by email and said, Hey, your story got picked for a subscriber story. And, you know, they ran that and I shared it on Facebook. And at, at the time I was an Instagram at the time I was like documenting all my stuff, like through photos. I love taking photos and, and sharing that stuff, but I didn't have like a big following or anything like that. I just like sharing the photos and, 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 you know, I had a lot of questions from people being like, you know, they wanted to learn to hunt out West and, and do that stuff. And long story short, uh, Adam was like, Hey, that article did really well. You know, do you want to write some more from an Eastern perspective? And I just started writing for him every, I don't know if I was doing it every month or every two months. I can't remember, but something like that. And then it just started opening up more opportunities. You know, I had, I, Peterson's bow hunting contacted me after um, an ex-girlfriend of mine killed this really giant deer. And then I killed two white tails right after that. And so said, Hey, do you want to write a couple stories on those? And I did that. And it just kind of, you know, snowballed from there as far as like, once you have, you know, examples to be able to say pitch to other companies, it makes it so much easier. And I'm sure with you, like with your blog, even if, even if there was nobody reading it, at least if you go to pitch it to a company, you could show what kind of work you're capable of. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I you know, something I tell people that, uh, that'll reach out to me and ask, Hey, how did you, you know, how did you start writing and stuff like that? Um, something I tell them, man, is like, you really need to, uh, I think it's very important to love what you're doing. Um, and because I feel like then that's going to make you do it for the right reasons. It's like, if you're, if you only reason you start doing something is so you could get like free stuff and, you know, and blah, 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 and be like Mr. Cool guy. Um, there's not, there's no follow through there. I feel like, okay. Because you're, you, it's not like in your heart. Right. So, something that you need to ask yourself is like, okay, well, would I be doing this if I wasn't being compensated at all? And my an- my answer to that was always yes. You know, I, 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 because I truly enjoyed writing. I truly enjoyed, you know, people uh, getting like random emails from people asking me questions about, hey, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, getting into bear hunting or I'm thinking about, you know, getting into coos deer hunting. Like what, what do you recommend? And with this and that, and like, I, I really just wanted to help people, man, you know, and like, and like inspire people to, you know, to get out there and like chase their freaking passions. Because I feel like a lot of people do a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, there's a lot of talking that happens, but there's not a lot of doing. Um, and that, and I feel like that's kind of a shame. You know, and that's, that's so funny because, you know, you can tell obviously, you know, even from talking to you. Um, but other than that, just looking at your timeline, you've been doing this for six years. If you didn't love it, you'd have quit by now. Right. You know, like (laughs) 
we were talking about before, but like the amount of work that goes into writing and, and creating content and doing all that stuff that, you know, looks like, you know, such a dream thing to be able to do. Oh, you get free gear. You get, to, you know, you get paid to write about hunting. Like, like that's awesome. And it is, that's so, that is cool. But yeah. if you're doing it just for those reasons, I can promise you, you will quit because it's, you have to love it because it is a ton of work. It is, you know, it's just, it's time consuming. It takes dedication. It takes so much to be able to do that. And you, you said it, you, you said it spot on, like you have to be doing it for the right reasons and you have to really talk to yourself to, to really see if that's why you're doing it for those reasons, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, um, there, there's a lot of glamour that's kind of shown, right? Like a lot of people that these, these kids that are, um, kind of looking at people on Instagram and in fa- I, I don't know if people look at people on Facebook anymore, but, um, you know, they, they see these guys on Instagram and, and they're basically, you know, that you're seeing a highlight reel of, of what they're doing. You don't see like, if you're not seeing like when, you know, Bo or Josh gets up at three o'clock in the morning so they can, you know, finish writing an article that's due, you know, the next day or something like that. You know, like there's a lot of back work that isn't shown. Um, and it, and it definitely takes a lot of dedication to do it. Um, especially like, like, I mean, there's times, you know, I'm sure you know this, you're a writer, like, what happens when you're writing an article and then you don't have like photo support for like <laughs> yep. for, for for certain parts of the article? What do you need to do? Okay, I got to jump in my truck and head, you know, somewhere out in the hills so I could get photo support for this article. You end up spending on that trip. You're going to spend more money getting to the spot than you are <laughs> that you're going to make. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. But but. <laughs> But in my opinion, like for me, like it's worth it because it's like, you know, you're delivering this final product, you know, and, and, and hopefully it, it reaches out and touches somebody and, and helps them, uh, become like a more successful hunter or gives them the confidence to maybe go on their first Western hunt or something like that, you know? Yeah, that, that is, that's so true. Like <laughs> it, it, you know, I'm thinking of right now, I have an article due in like three days that I haven't started yet. And it's a pretty, <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty lengthy article. It's my last one for Peterson's bow hunting for the year. So Christian, if you're listening, I apologize. I will get that to you on time, but it's going to require, I already thought of it. You know, I'm gonna have to get up tomorrow. I work out before work. So I'm gonna have to get, so I'm normally getting up at four 30. So I'm gonna have to get up before that. And really I, I, what I like to do with my writing is I put together like an outline first. And for me, that just makes me feel better with it. So I'll put together an outline. If I'm, if I'm feeling good, I'll just keep rolling with it. If not, that'll be a point where I can start brainstorming off of those things. Even while I'm doing other stuff throughout the day, I'll write notes on my phone. I want to talk about this, go through it. And then I have to block off time to be able to, to do that. Whether then that might not be till, you know, I'll probably be working on it again tonight too. You know, it's like, (laughs) yeah, you know, you gotta, and I've realized that I have to like take my phone, neither turn it off or most likely put it in a different room. Cause it's so easy to like all of a sudden pull up Instagram, pull up email, 
doing all this other stuff. Like I got, I got to focus on it and, and get it done. <laughs> Dude, I, I have legitimately like taken my phone and thrown it down the hall before because it was so distracting. Like, it, you know, it's like every couple of minutes, bzz, bzz, you know like like, get out of my room you know um yeah i put it on you know do not disturb often um which is which is great screen down you got to do screen down okay so you don't see like and the screen light up or the little notification thing blinking (laughs) on the on the phone you know because it's gonna like get to you um but yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right, man. It it's uh, it it definitely takes a lot of work, and I do and I do uh, the, uh, the same thing that you do. Um, say I look at an article the same way. I I, I always make an outline. Um, in my opinion, I think that's the best because now I'm not looking at the article as a whole. I'm looking at it in sections. Yep. So like so if I have you know thirty minutes to burn. I'll be like, oh, let me go knock out this one section, right? Yep. And then, and then I can know, okay, cool. Then I'll come back in the evening and I'll do another section. And you do that like four or five times, you just wrote an article, right? Instead of being like, oh, I need to write a 1,500 or 2,000 word article or whatever, like that number just looks a lot bigger than writing a couple paragraphs. Oh, yeah, I, I'm not one that can sit down and just write a whole article. Like, I have to do it in sections like that. And, yeah, I, I totally agree. Once you, like, it's like that with anything. If you look at the end goal, it's consumed so far away. But if you focus on the task that you have to get mm-hmm. there one at a time, like, it it makes it a lot simpler. Yeah, it's a, it's a process, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it's, like, it's like once you figure out your process – um. I think it's a lot easier for you, uh, you know, as a creator or it, like you said, it doesn't matter what you're doing. We could be talking about hunting. Okay. Like once you figure out your process, it's a lot easier to trust that process because you have faith in it. Right. So like with hunting, it's like, okay, um, I know that if I go to the, you know, this spot over here and I do this and I do this for days on end, um, and the food looks like this and the weather is like this then there's a pretty good chance that I'm going to get an opportunity. Right. Yep. And that right there is what will like keep the drive going. Right. It's like that, like that's what keeps you, uh, you know, seeing it through. Yep. I, I, I totally, totally agree. And like I said, I, I love writing, but I have to be in the, the right mind space to do it. Like I can't just be like randomly like it, you know, eat dinner and be like, all right, I'm going to write right now. Sometimes I can. Other times it's like, I'll sit down and be like, my brain just isn't doing this. I got to go shoot my bow or do something else and kind of get, get myself in that mindset for me. Like what you're talking about writing early in the mornings, I'm best. Mm -hmm. I'm best then I I'm a morning person. I like getting up early. I feel like my brain is like always, I have so much stuff running through my brain in the morning there. Like (laughs) at night, I'm so drained by the end of the day. It's like, takes me like you know 10 minutes to write a couple sentences and i'm like uh (laughs) yeah no dude i agree i'm the same way man like first thing in the morning nice hot cup of coffee like you're focused like it it, i also relate it to hunting 
it's like you're writing about hunting, but I relate it to hunting because like, that's how, that's why I started getting up early a lot when I was a kid, right? Like the, some of the, my first memories of getting up really early was getting up early to go hunting with my dad. And, um, so it, to me, it just, you know, it's two, like it's peas, peas and carrots. They, but they go together. So you just kind of get in the right headspace and go. Um, I am not like, if I have to, like I'll, I can write like all day, but man, like I I'm, I'm the same as you, like in the afternoon, I'm just not as productive as I, as I am in the morning. I, there's just other stuff. I feel like the more the day goes on, the more stuff you think about. Yep. And then that, and then that stuff distracts you, <laughs> like you know, yeah, because you remember you're like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go do this, I gotta go do this. Whereas like right in the morning, you're just like fresh and ready to rock. Yeah, it, I I was so pissed at myself this morning. I I woke up, so I had my alarm set for four thirty. I was like, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna get a quick workout in, and then I'm gonna write a little bit. Well, my alarm went off, and I I was awake, and I'm like. I put my phone across my room, so I have to get up to go shut off the alarm. And uh, <laughs> so I get up, I I grab it, and I'm like, I'm just going to lay down for like five more minutes, you know? I wake up an hour later. I was so mad at myself. I, and it was, and my alarm was going off the whole time. I didn't shut it off. But when oh. my phone's right next to me, I subconsciously just squeeze the side and it just shuts it. It, it you know, snoozes the alarm. And uh, I, you know, so then I got my workout in real quick, but I didn't, uh, I, I didn't get any writing done. So I was pretty, pretty upset with myself there. But it, it's, it's, it's definitely not always easy is I guess what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no. Like sometimes like, dude, like that. So that happened to me, uh, this morning as well. I, I, I didn't, I, I, my phone wasn't across the room with the alarm going off, but like my alarm was set for three and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of hang out here for like five minutes, you know? And then like the next thing I know it's four and I'm like, dang it. You know? Like, yeah. So, so then I get up, but you know, what, what sucks about that though is like, uh, so I'm a dad now. Um, time is so important to me now. Like losing an hour is a big deal. <laughs> you know, like, like some, like sometimes I, I've, I've often said like, I, sometimes I wish there was 28 hours in the day rather than 24, you know, like, cause you, you just have more time to do stuff. But, um, God dang it. I hate that. I did the same thing, man. I, I slept in a little bit and then I got up, I, I, I did my workout and, uh, I was, the whole time I'm like, goodness gracious, I could have been, you know, I could have like, you know, smashed out an article in that hour probably that I, <laughs> that yeah. I slept in. So, <laughs> yep. I, I feel you there. It's, uh, it's, and you know, the getting up early thing is, is something that for me, I, I just, I try to do it year round, even when I don't really necessarily need to, even if I don't have an article due, even if like a hunt's nine months away, technically, I I feel good when I'm on that kind of a schedule. And like it mm-hmm. paid off for me, like when I was elk hunting last year, it, the morning I killed my elk, it was the first morning and we got up, I don't know, three hours before it was light to make this hike all the way up to the top of the mountain to get into position instead of like... You know, because I I was truck camping, so I had a really good 2,000, 2,500 foot climb in the morning, <laughs> and uh, we were we were like, you know, it sucked doing it, but it you know it all panned out, and like and that that was just like a constant reminder, like 
I wouldn't have done that if I didn't do that all the time. Like it'd be a lot more difficult or a lot more easier, I guess, for me to hit snooze or talk myself out of it. Because when I'm like half sleeping in the morning, I can create scenarios in my head why I shouldn't get up pretty easily. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I think the other day I actually like created like this, like emergency scenario and like why I should shouldn't wake up (laughs) (laughs) i i go like so lately it's been um the times that i've like reset the alarm for 30 minutes later or something like that it's been like uh you know the kid was up like just 10 minutes ago and i don't want to wake her up you know by by getting up that's been my uh like quote unquote excuse lately (laughs) yeah i don't up my daughter (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny so um to kind of go along with that a little bit so when you know you started writing for go hunt and stuff do you do you write for any other you know say online stuff or magazines regularly yeah 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 i write uh so i write for the wilderness athlete journal i write for exo mountain gear um, I contribute to the First Light blog. Um, I write for our Golly, their site, uh, Bear Hunting Magazine, Bow Hunting World Magazine, uh, Western Hunting Journal. Uh, I have a piece later this year coming out in Bow Hunter. Um, I try to get around, man. Yeah. Like I try, try to write for as many people as I can. There's some other online stuff that I'm sure that uh, that's escaping me uh, right now. But um, yeah, so how- yeah, I try to write as much. How do you how do you go about like finding those opportunities or like how do you kind of like pitch work like you know that that's the other thing that get questions a lot like you know I wrote this article how do I go to somebody and see if they're interested in it or or an idea more or less because I mean I'm like for me now like I don't normally write an article and then try to pitch it to somebody because everybody wants something maybe a little bit different I'll usually come up with a strain of ideas but I want to hear what your kind of process is yeah so in my opinion the best uh people to write for are going to be um this isn't always the case but it's going to be friends you know, it's going to be, you know, I'm fortunate that, um, because of dialed in Hunter, like I've acquired a lot of friends, uh, within the outdoor industry. So it's, so it, it's easy for me to like reach out to X company and say, Hey man, um, what do you think about this? You know, rather than going to somebody cold bore, uh, with absolutely no history at all, um, that, that person is much more likely to not return your email. Uh, that's been my experience at least like sending cold emails with, with article ideas, uh, to people. Um, th- it always seems like there needs to be like some type of connection. And like, if there's a connection, um, then it, you know, it, I feel like it's more than likely you're going to get like more articles and stuff like that. So like for me, like a lot of the articles that I write, um, just to give you an example, like a lot of the articles I write are focused around backpack hunting. Um, this is as far as like, you know, topics go, that's huge for, you know, like, like Exo mountain gear. They're all about backcountry hunting, you know, same thing with our golly. They're, they're all about backcountry hunting. So I think like something you were saying earlier, like I'll come up with ideas that kind of re- maybe reflect that brand a little more. Mm-hmm. You know, 
and then, you know, send them a list of queries, you know, four or five article topics um, with a short description of what I'm going to write about, um, the, you know, the, the key points I'm going to cover and stuff like that. Um, and then you just kind of go from there. And I think you need to have some thick skin because sometimes uh, your ideas aren't good. Yeah. You know, and, and they're going to say, yeah, like like most people, the, they're, they're going to be nice and they're going to be like, yeah, let's, you know, let's hold off on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 means that more than likely uh just move on that's not you know come up with something else <laughs> yeah flush that down the toilet you're done <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah but um the whole article you know being a writer and stuff like that it's a like we, we were talking about this in the beginning of our conversation before we were on on the podcast like it's a never-ending thing like you are like me at least my brain always is like churning i'm always like okay what's the next like what's the next article topic what's the next topic i can write about like um and i'm always like jotting stuff down in my phone oh that would be cool and it could be it might have been inspired by something that happened to me on a hunt it might be something that you know maybe like a story that somebody else was telling me about their hunt um, anything, you know, like, and, and that, that can gleam, you know, shine light on an idea. Um, and I think the, one of the most valuable things about the whole writing thing is, uh, for, for people is, uh, is your perspective is it, and what I mean, like, let me, let me be clear your perspective. Okay. Like most things have been covered like most things have been right written about, you know, there's bit, there, there's, there's a laundry list of articles out there that are going to tell you how to bugle in a bull elk. Okay. But you haven't said that though. Like, like it hasn't been said with your perspective. So I think the right, rate that's where the value is. Like I, cause I've, I've heard somebody, some people say, Oh, well, what if you run out of article topics? You're, there's never gonna you're never gonna run out of article topics. Yeah, there's always there's always something to write about. It just matters how much how much are you willing to like put into that thought process, you know. And and sometimes it takes thinking out of the box, you know. So and and that's the and that's such a good point too because you know and I used to worry about the beginning. I'm like I'm not you know say an expert on this topic or anything like that. I'm like nobody is. No one's an expert. This is my perspective on it. And you know with anything with writing, take that take anything you read with a grain of salt and understand this is this person's perspective. This isn't this isn't the Bible. This isn't written. You know that this. This is up to this person, how their view on it and their experiences mm-hmm. and how they do it. And, you know, I, I've learned there's a, a style of writing that I'm, I don't really enjoy doing. And I, I did a little bit of it and I kind of got away from it was, okay, so there's one online blog I was writing for it and they'd give me article topics and some of it would be me having to kind of interview other people mm-hmm. and putting that into an article and I just didn't get enjoyment out of that. Like, because it, it all I was doing was taking someone else's words and putting it into writing. And for me, you know, and it's not, not saying that I know any more than anybody or anything, but I like talking about, you know, what's going on in my head, which might be as crazy as it might seem. But like, I just mm-hmm. like 
my own perspective on things or my experiences and explaining that. And I feel like someone can relate to that more. You know, even if it's like two people that somehow pull something out of there, like, oh, you know, I think the same way or this confirmed my thoughts on this or whatever, that, that makes it fulfilling enough for me. Yeah, I, I think what you're saying about, you know, when you interview people and that's a um, let's let's be honest, that's a different type of writing skill, you know, is yeah. like be, being able to convey somebody else's perspective, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is quite difficult. Like with you, like when you're passionate about something, um, it's it's a lot easier to put that down because, well, I mean, you're you. You know, like, you know exactly how you feel about things, which I think is going to resonate with people a lot easier because they're going to see that, you know, they're going to, they're going to see like the heart in what you do. Whereas one of them, you know, like, you know, the, the interviewing thing, like you were saying, I'll just use that as an example, you know, cause you were just talking about it. See, it might seem quite robotic. Yes. That's, yeah, that's the way it feels like to me. And I'm sure there's other people that like that and I'm not, you know, dismissing that at all. It's just, that comes down to learning what you want to do out of it and what fulfills you. Cause like, like you said, if, if you don't love it, you're not going to do it, you know, for a long time. And that's, if that was the only type of writing I was doing, I wouldn't do it. Like I just wouldn't be writing anymore. I just, it, it, that's, I don't know. That's just my kind of, you know, thought on it. Well, yeah, I think, I think writing, um, two, two things, you know, I think writing is, uh, is a muscle. Um, and I, and in order to get good at writing, you need to exercise the muscle, uh, to get, to have stronger writing skills. Um, but I also think writing is, is an incredible outlet, you know, and if you're not expressing yourself through your art, because in my opinion, writing is an art. Um, you're, the fulfillment isn't going to be there. You're not get, the, the decompression isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it, you're going to feel like you're doing homework. Yes. You, yes. you know, like, I, I mean, I loved my Mrs. Moore. You're awesome. I loved my English teacher when I was in eighth grade. She was a great woman. But <laughs> doing English homework was ghastly. Yeah. I like I hated do, I hated doing that stuff, you know, but it's it's because I I wasn't passionate about, you know, to kill a mockingbird or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like it, that's like I I but like you take something that you are passionate about and it's just so much easier to just bleed onto the screen, you know, and just like put your feelings out there. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get excited about writing articles in college like or research papers or anything like that, but like doing it, you know, for things I love and hunting and and you know, adding my own perspective in it. And and there's always, you know, like I not saying like everything that is all my ideas that come out in my articles, you know, I'm referring to other things I've listened to or read or you know, heard from other people too, but like just again, that's still my perspective on it. And that is, it is your outlet. Like for, for me, I, I feel like I always have a bunch of things in my head to say. So whether, you know, instead of me boring someone on the phone talking about it, I'll put it out there. And if you want to read it, you can read it. If not, then you can scroll on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, exactly. and you can't, and it's, you know, it's your, 
it's your outlet and that's that's so true to me and 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 then it's there always to remember it when i write like say a story article about a hunt or something those i love being able to go back and read it i'll remember things by reading it that i might have slipped my memory otherwise yeah no i i i agree a hundred percent you know i um I think when, you know, we are so fortunate to, uh, be published in, in the print magazines, I, I think it's so cool to be able to look back on cause it's like, it's this thing that you can hold, Yep. you know, like, like online, I love writing online articles they are fantastic, but it, it's not, I mean, it's not materialistic really, you know, like you can't like hold the pictures in your hand and stuff. Yep. Um, so for like. I keep bringing up my daughter, but like, uh, you know, when she gets older, you know, it's like, look, you know, look what daddy used to do when he was younger. You know, this is, this is dad. And I think that's really freaking awesome, man. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. And it's, that's super cool. And, you know, and, and furthermore, you've kind of taken the next step and I'd say any writer's dream and you've written a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did that come about? Uh, I I really don't know. I just woke up one day. No. Um <laughs> the so as so as a writer like you, you know you're putting a lot of content out there and stuff like that. So I said I write a lot about backpack hunting. Um through the years, uh you know, people ask a lot of questions. You know, they see like you're writing these, you know, oh like you know, how to pick a sleeping bag and all these like articles, like having to do with backpack hunting and stuff. And I kept getting a lot of questions and I was like, you know what? I think I just kind of like want to like write all this down and like make like one like central, like, like a one stop shop, uh, for the beginner backpack hunter. Because when I started out, uh, the information was out there Okay, but like in my opinion, it wasn't like in a condensed form. Like like it was you had to go searching for it. Yeah. Um which, you know, for somebody that didn't know anything and like like I remember like when I started before I even started backpack hunting, I I said like I'm never going to backpack hunt because I just didn't know about it. Like it was so it sounded so absolutely ridiculous to me like why somebody would put themselves through carrying all this crap up onto the mountain and then not to mention like oh what if you get something down on the ground now you got to carry all that stuff back it sounded like a stress test to me Uh, but but i just didn't know i like i didn't know what it was about it was my ignorance on the whole thing so um i was like you know i think i'm gonna you know start start tapping away at this thing and originally uh it was an online course that was my idea i was gonna like make an online course for for backpack hunting and the more that i went through the process i decided to knock out all the writing first um the more that i went through it it just didn't seem like that to me like it seemed more like a book um and so that's the direction that i went with it uh i thought it made a lot of sense you know like all the writing i was doing made make make a lot of sense for me to come out with a book um and and i really i mean selfishly i guess i really like the idea of that you know like 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 what an accomplishment i'm so proud of it dude you know like i worked on that thing for a year and a half something something like that you know without really talking about it 
at all. Yeah. Um, like what a secret, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so to see it, to see it all like come to life has been really rewarding for me. And, and really what it is, I, is it is an easy to read, uh, from front to back look at backpack hunting. It is, uh, the book is called Becoming a Backpack Hunter, um, a beginner's guide to hunting the backcountry. And it is like, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's goes from, you don't even know if you want a backpack hunt all the way to you're packing an animal out back to the truck. And it talks about everything in between, you know, mindset, physical fitness stuff. The gear section alone is, is huge in there. Um, and, uh, you know, I talk about a lot of my own experiences in there to, uh, you know, resonate with people, you know, I talk about fear, stuff like that. Um, travel logistics, like literally like, like, I feel like everything like that you could, uh, want to know to be able to set off on your first backpack kind of is in that book. Yeah. And that, that's so helpful from the standpoint of, I, you know, not too long ago, 2016, really, it's not that long ago is when I was planning my first backpack hunt and my first Western hunt in general. And I was just lost to where to find information. I was reading forums and some people say you need this. Others said you need Mm -hmm. that. And it was just like this, you know, this process. And, and I read Cam Haynes's book, you know, uh, backcountry bow hunting and, and went through all this stuff and just trying to figure it out. And it, it was, it was difficult to, you don't find something in one place, you know, and to be able to have that resource and an easy to read type thing, I think that would make it so much better for people that, you know, want to get into it and figure out that, that process. And I, I just think that's, uh, that's really cool. I, I appreciate that, man. You know, that, that was my goal with the whole thing was like, I wanted to make something that was very comprehensible. Like I didn't want to like try to talk over people and make it seem like I was some, you know, expert, you know, backpack hunter, you know, that's not what it is at all. I, I mean, I say in the book, I am not an expert, you know, this is just, I, I'm fortunate to get to do it a lot. Um, you know, because of like, the direction my life has gone, but like, um, I'm far from, I try to learn every year, you know, like I feel like if you're not learning, then what are you doing? You know? So, um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I mean that, that's the feedback I've gotten on it at least. Like people are really appreciative that like, they're like, man, dude, that was so like easy to understand. And I was like, mission accomplished, you know? And then like people are like, Oh, I'm doing my first backpack hunt this year. And now I have the confidence to, you know, that I didn't have before. And it's like, again, like, you know, mission accomplished. Thank you so much for telling me that, you know, and and what you said there is like something that I, I think so many people can resonate with, you know, say, say you had been doing it for 40 years and, you know, you're so-called expert with it. It's harder for people to relate, you know, you know, with, you being able to be, you know, open as far as, you know, sharing that, like, okay, like I'm still learning. I have a lot to learn. And, but this is, you know, what I have learned in this process. And this is what, you know, you can speak to those people more so than someone that has been doing it for 40 years, because it's probably, probably have forgotten a lot of the, you know, the details and the nuances and the, the struggles and stuff that go into planning that and learning it. 
Yeah, yeah, that was that was something else that I was really um, excited about that I think is quite unique to the book is I, you know, I know all the stupid questions that, <laughs> that uh, will quote unquote stupid questions that like beginners are going to ask because I, I like, it's, it's, it's fresh in my mind for, you know, I'm not, I haven't been doing this for 30 years, you know? So it's, um, I think you're right. Is like the more you do something, um, the more experience you get, the more, uh, sometimes the more complacent you get with it. And, and, and what was once, um, a question is now just a way of doing things for you. It's not like there isn't a question about it, you know? And it's like, well, this is like, how do you do this? And you're like, I do it like this. Okay. But why, <laughs> you know? And like, it's like, why? actually, I don't know why this is just why I do this, you know? <laughs> like, so, um, being able to, you know, have that type of perspective from it. I think, I think that's probably what helps it translate so well to beginners. Yeah. And, and I think like, you know, anyone listening to this that like say would want to get into writing or doing anything can learn a lot from, you know, that, that statement, like you don't, you don't really need to know everything. Like when, when I was trying to start this podcast, I'm like, why would anybody want to listen to me talk about Western hunting when I know just about <laughs> nothing about it. And it, but it, but I, you know, I took it from the side. I'm like, I'm going to be as honest as I can. And if I don't know something, I'm going to say it. Cause I probably don't know it. And I'm going to, you know, just, and, and I, I think people just can relate to that so much more. Um, and yeah, I, I just, to me, I think that's a, a very valuable tool. And the more that I learn from writing myself and, you know, just creating content in general and then just in hunting, like you just learn so much every time and, and, you know, share those, those mistakes and those things that you had, because that's, that's what, where you learn. Yeah, no, it is. I think, I think there is uh, a lot of value in being transparent. Um, I feel like it's a lot more relatable to people. Um, you're not, you, you, you don't seem like some, uh, like, I don't know, like celebrity, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're just like, no, man, I'm just like a normal dude. You're not you know? unreachable. Like, like you're almost like you, it's, yeah, it's not unrelatable yeah. in that sort of mean. Right. And I think by doing that, you're also inspiring people to not, not only, you know, maybe go on their first Western hunt or first backpack hunt or whatever. Um, maybe you inspire them to start their own you know, film filming, uh, type of company or something like that, you know, like, because you don't like be, what you said, like, you don't have to be an expert. I think there's value in, uh, all walks of hunting, you know, like, like what, like whether you're talking about beginners or experts or uh, people in between, like everybody has their own experience, you know, and, and, and I think there's something to be learned from, from all of those people. Yeah. I totally, totally agree on that. And, and, you know, and, you know, I, I've learned that through just interviewing people on the podcast, I've had people that are, you know, new to a certain style hunting. And then I've had people that have been doing it forever. And there's always something to learn from that. It's just that, you know, it's pulling that information out and, you know, and then creating your own experiences from it that hopefully you can share with others. And that doesn't have to be through creating content, but like even just talking to people or, or yeah. anything along those lines. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I yeah. Agree. So I, I you know, like I said, I think that's super cool, and the the fact that you know it, it seems like you must really love backpack hunting, and I, I kind of want to hear, um, you know, your thoughts on why that's like has resonated with you so much and you have fallen in love with backpack hunting because anybody has done it knows it's not not always fun and it's one of those things that's um probably not for everybody (laughs) no it isn't it's it's uh and that's fine you know it's um there's definitely a lot easier ways to hunt than backpack hunting um I, I always go back to uh, what really did it for me. The, the first first backpack hunt I ever went on was uh, it was a coos deer hunt down here in Arizona in the high desert. My brother and I backpacked into this area um, right off the road. Like there wasn't a trail or anything. We just hiked cross country to get into this basin. And um, Man, dude, like on hike in, like the whole hike in, I'm thinking to myself, um, one, how can I make my pack a lot lighter? That was one thing that was, <laughs> that, that was going through my head. But the other thing, there were so many other things that were going through my head, like really, uh, nerves, you know, like what am I doing right now? You know, like why, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, am I crazy? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but once you got up there, it, you know, it, kind of go through the motions right like you're you're uh stat you know you're getting water you're cooking you're putting up your shelter and you're kind of like going through the process of backpacking and i really enjoyed that um but then that first morning man that i woke up um we were sleeping up on a mesa that was you know surrounded with like snow-capped freaking high desert mountains and the sun was just kind of peeking up over the hill. We were camped a hundred yards from our glassing spot. That was another thing that was awesome. Um, and I just opened the tent and I saw that, you know, and I'm like, man, dude, like I need that. I need a lot more of that in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, like what, what a front porch, you know? And, <laughs> and, and I saw that and I, I see, I look out there and see that, that awesome site. And, and I know that in the basin behind us, there's filled with rutting coos bucks, like right there, you know, and, uh, we had an incredible hunt, you know, we, 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 uh, a lot of close calls, no arrows were fired, but a lot of close calls. And on the hike back to the truck, um, I had a smile on my face, you know, like it was, it was, it, it quickly became, uh, irrelevant if I filled the tag or not. Uh, because it was like an, it was an experience more than anything. It it was, it was a lot more than just a hunt. It was, it was an adventure. Um, and by the time we got back to the truck, my brother and I were already talking about like, what are we going to do next? You know, like when's the next backpack hunt? When are we going to, and you know, and, and it, it just kind of snowballed after that. And I just kept wanting to do it. And I remember, you know, years ago, I was like, I just, like, I just want to backpack on as much as I can. I don't care if I'm going for one night or nine nights. Like I want to, I just want to be out there as much as I can. And the experiences that I've gotten from that have been, uh, 
experiences that'll live with me forever. You know, I, I'm sure I'll tell my daughter about back these backpack hunts, you know, when she gets older and stuff. And my brother and I, I'm sure we'll, there, some of these hunts we'll talk about for years over a campfire. Um, cause it's just like, I love, and, and dude, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want people to think like I'm dissing on truck camping. I love setting up a posh truck camp, hanging out, you know what I mean? Cooking real food. I'm into it. All right. But there is something to be said about pushing yourself, you know, and, you know, immersing yourself in the, in like the backcountry experience, like in loading up a backpack, heading into country that maybe you've never even been in, you know, and yet you're like, yeah, I'm going to go live back there for eight days. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild, dude. Yeah. You oh, know, it's, for it's, sure. You know, so, um, I think, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I, I can't get enough of it. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, you know? no, like, that's, it, you, you explained that really well. And I, I remember the first time when I was going on my first hunt and I pulled up the trailhead and we loaded our packs up and from the trailhead, you could see this big peak up to the left and we we're getting ready to go in. It was just like anticipation was so high and like just it, I just, I'll always remember that moment and those first steps like going in and then the hunt itself and everything about it. It just brings, it brings you back to like the, the simplest things like, you know, learning to find water and, and mm-hmm. when you're going to cook your food and, you know, the, you know, just sleeping, everything about it is just like, takes away all of the, the busyness you have in your life and your focus on the primal, you know, uh, it might not have been the best word of it describing it, but the primal ways of, of living and, and just simple, simplifying that. And it's just, it's such an amazing experience. Yeah. It, it, it also, I think it's, um, incredibly therapeutic, mm-hmm. uh, like just, just being in the mountains and hunting is therapeutic, but like on a backpack hunt, you know, are the lives we live at home, man, they're just so quick, you know, there's so much stuff always happening, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, I'm, I gotta be here at three o'clock and then at four o'clock I gotta do this and then I gotta get this done. And then, Oh, I gotta be at home in time for dinner and I gotta, Oh, I gotta cook dinner. And there's just like all these things, um, that are, that are in our lives. And when we get out there, it takes a little bit to slow down. It takes a couple days, You know, and, and then, but then like once, like once you actually do that, you slow down with this, with more of the pace of the mountains, it's, it's almost like I've said this before, but you can almost hear yourself think better, you know, rather than just a bunch of, you know, you know, all the stuff that you had to shake off from the city, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's, that, you know, totally makes sense. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, I, you know, some of the best ideas I've come up with have been out there, you know, like you kind of like you work, you go like work out life things out there as well. Like, I can't tell you how much time, how many times I've gone on a backpack hunt and then I've come back with like maybe like a newer perspective on something that yeah. I didn't have before. And you're truly coming back. I honestly think you're coming back as a better person. I, you know, like I say that all the time, man. That's like the the biggest thing like that I've 
I feel like my first backpack hunt set the stage for me to kind of change the direction of my life. And it sounds dramatic, but it's, yeah, it's, it's true. Like I changed everything from it. I've talked about it on here before, but like my, the way I go about life, like, cause I'm always was planning backpack hunts in the future or different hunts. Like I just changed my discipline. I've changed the way I think about things. I don't get upset over little things anymore. Like, cause they, they really don't matter in the big picture. And yeah. like, you know, I try to try to really, you know, live my life a little bit differently and, and, and just, yeah, like you said, you have all the time in the world to think and just kind of really think about things like now, I, I, I'll think about things and all of a sudden this come up, I got to do this. And, and you're always just like jumping around your brain's running 110 miles an hour where that gives you the time to kind of chill out a little bit and, and really, really let things soak in and, you know, create your own perspectives on things. Yeah, I agree. There, there's just so much, um, out there that I think, uh, people, put a lot of energy into complaining about mm-hmm. um and like you said you know you, you got on these trips and stuff like that and you quickly realize like how much it doesn't matter like like what is it what is it doing you sitting there complaining about this or that it's not doing anything it, you're 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 stressing yourself out and you're you're uh bleeding negativity into the pure people around you yeah, and 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 bringing their day down, you know. There's there's a lot of things out there that deserve, uh, you know, you know, to be spoken out about. But there's also a lot that is just like petty stuff, man. Yeah, you know, like like this that truly truly does not matter. Um, and I think being able to decompress out there on these like on these adventures allows you. Or I, or I should say one allows one to, to see that more, you know, to be like, wow, yeah, I don't really care about that. You know, like, like, cause it's, it's retarded. (laughs) Yeah. So exactly, man. You like, you, you recognize, you recognize those scenarios or if I was going to complain about something that I might've before or whatever, you kind of think about it like, yeah, it's not really that big of a deal and I'm not bring any positivity to the person that I'm telling this to like they don't care to hear about it <laughs> and yeah. it, and I, I don't know I just got that kind of perspective from it and it and and you can tell the people that you know in, in hunting in general can help with all these things and just backpack hunting has has really kind of changed uh, you know a lot of stuff for me personally and I'm I'm super thankful for that. And I, you know, there's times sometimes when people are, you know, bitching and complaining about things that, that I see that don't matter. I want (laughs) to, I just want to be like, just stop. Like it's really, but you know, I, I bite my tongue. (laughs) You know, you know, I mean, another thing to be said for it is I think backpack hunting, I mean, like you said, like hunting in general, but backpack hunting uh, is a great way to um, really instill sacrifice reward into into somebody. You know, like like you you get what you put into something, um, and I think it it's a great way to uh, build confidence of when you go back into town. You know, maybe maybe like like take like maybe there's like a business that you want to start up that you just haven't done yet. You know, um, and you just been kicking it around. Well, maybe you know like doing stuff, doing hard stuff like backpack hunting and like coming out 
you know, it's like whether you, you know, fill your tag or not, just going and doing that and going through the process and like riding the struggle bus, like you're, you're going to come out of that with a lot more strength mentally than you went into it, especially if you're new to all of it. Right. And then like you get back into town, it's like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to go for this, you know, and just chase your dream and, and, and start that business that you want to start or, you know, or, or try to get that promotion that you've been like kicking around, you know? Yeah. And like for, for me, I was talking to, um, on lunch break today at work, I was talking to a buddy of mine, Jason Red, who, um, has been on the podcast before he owns this company, Timber Ninja Outdoors. And he, him and I were talking, he's going on a caribou hunt like I am, but he's leaving like soon. By the time this podcast goes out, he had already been gone, but it, he, he was like, you know, I'm stressing out about getting everything ready. Am I going to be ready to go? And he goes, even when I go on the trip for the first like day or so, I'm still like, what's going on? And then after you kind of settle into it, those things aren't a big of a deal. And you kind of get yourself refreshed and recharged and then you get out of it and you're ready to tackle them and yeah you know and that's that's the way i feel too like it's sometimes it one of the things i struggle with with whitetail hunting here because i do live in close to a lot of the places that i hunt is let's say if i go hunting after work it's a lot more difficult for me to enjoy that as much as if i had like a week off to be able to go hunt because it gives me the time to get my mindset and it, uh, a buddy of mine, Johnny Stewart, coined the phrase, you know, with, he's in work mode and hunt mode. And, yeah. you know, and, and once you can kind of, you know, get out of that, it, it helps one, you know, it helps the other one out. And like you said, like with the, the business or whatever it is like that, it, it gives you some of that motivation to do that because you definitely get put to the, you know, all right, say you're looking at a ridge and you want to get to the other side of it and it's. 12,000 feet. I, I'm speaking of a story I can remember climbing all the way to the top, you know, and I got hit with hailstorm and all this stuff that sucked. And I was out of breath. I'm from the east, altitude's kicking my ass. And I, you know, I get up over it and I'm like, I, you know, I did it, but it took, it took me to get there. There was nobody carrying me there. There was no one doing that work for me. It was me doing that. And, you know, then you can apply that to other things in, in your own life as far as like, all right, there's going to be struggle, but the outcome is going to be worth it. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, I feel like something, unfortunately, that's pretty common these days is, is, uh, there's, there's a lack of follow through and a lot of stuff that people do, you know, like people have these great ideas and stuff. Um, and it seems like, you know, once things get hard, they stop, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, what do, well, what'd you think? You were just going to like waltz in here and, you know, start up this awesome thing and there wasn't going to be any adversity, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> that, like, no way, man. You know? So, uh, yeah, back dude, backpack hunting is, is it, it crushes that. And it often, uh, I mean, if I'm being honest, it crushes people back to the vehicle too. You know, I've, yeah. <laughs> I, I've left early before, you know, I'm not going to lie. It, it's, it has a way of really eating away at somebody, you know, but then like, um, you know, you get home and you're like, why, A, you're like, why did I do that? And B, uh, I can't wait to go back out again. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it's not even when I get home. It's on the drive back. I'm like, what? Are, you yeah. know, I, I did that before too, and it's like, man, like, why did I do that? And you know, that that's where you gain that that mental toughness the next time that you're in that position where you want to quit. That you just know to push through it. You know, my my first hunt, my first backpack hunt, three to four days. I think it was day four. I was like, I want to go home. This sucks. Like I, I don't want to drop thousand foot elevation to get water and come back up again. Like, you know, and I, I haven't, you know, had no cell service for the last four days. And you know, that's tough to admit because everyone's like, ah, you know, I can, I can do that. But when you're so used to being, you know, connected and talking to Mm -hmm. people and stuff, it can be difficult. And you know, now it's not a big deal to me, but at the time that was a huge deal and you know i overcame that and then now there's you know there's different struggles and you just continually it's it's continue a process you're never like at the destination it's always uh, a process of well i guess it's a process <laughs> yeah no you're 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 absolutely right yeah no shame dude uh in admitting the phone thing you know like I, we we live in a very connected world we're, we're never not connected with people, um, especially now with social media. Um, I feel like social media is almost like a goodness. It seems to be like a crutch almost like, Oh, I don't, ha- I haven't done anything for 10 seconds. I better, you can start getting nervous. You like start getting out, you go on <laughs> Facebook or something. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, um, Whereas before, you know, you think back, like when I was like, when you were a kid, I was a kid, like, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. How did you how did you survive without email and Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that? Yeah, it's like I don't you just lived, man. Yeah, ex- life's a lot life life is a lot simpler than people uh, you know, try to make it. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. But um yeah, Josh, I wanted to um talk to you more about like the details of Arizona hunting and some of the stuff there, but I think I'm going to have to have you back on again to talk about some of that stuff and really dive into some of the opportunities and stuff there. So if you, if you'd be interested in coming back on, I think, uh, I think we need to do a whole separate episode, maybe after the, after the hunting season, talk about some stories and, and then also, I mean, Arizona's got some incredible opportunities in the, the winter months and, I'd, I'd love to talk to you about that again in some more detail. Yeah, no, anytime, dude. I'd, I'd be happy to come back on and uh, chat about Arizona, what Arizona has to offer. Um, it's a great state. Um, a lot of people don't necessarily look at Arizona as an opportunity state. Uh, it's more of a trophy destination, um, which th- that is true to a degree, but it's also got some pretty cool stuff going on. Yeah, awesome. Well, Josh, I'd like to... Um, I'd like to have you, you know, list some places where people can find your book and some of the other writing you've been doing, your Instagram page. Give give uh, the listeners some of that information if you would. Yeah, sure, no problem, man. Um, the book, if you want to, if you want to check out the book, it's called "Becoming a Backpack Hunter: A Beginner's Guide to Hunting the Backcountry." You can find it on Amazon. It's in both print and Kindle formats. If you just uh, search "Becoming a Backpack Hunter," it'll pop up. And then uh, for anybody that wants to, you know, connect with me, kind of see what's going on with on my end, um, I've got a website, dialedinhunter.com, and I'm on all the social platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that. Now you just search Dialed In Hunter and I'll pop up. And I try to 
um, answer all the messages that people send me. Like I'm happy to talk to people, love talking to like-minded folks. So, uh, type away. (laughs) Yeah. Well, cool. I, uh, I really appreciate you coming on here and I think this was a, a good conversation, you know, whether someone wants to get an outdoor writing or not, I think that there's a lot of, a lot of things that can be taken away from this conversation. So again, thank you for taking the, the time out of your schedule to, uh, to talk with me here. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, man. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.